Hi guys, I have to tell you about this amazing event that we're sponsoring and is a, we're a part of. It's called Attune by Living Holy and my good friend Jenny Emblem, who you can listen to in this feed, her uh, Sunday School episode is called Attune, is hosting the most amazing, beautiful event right outside of Atlanta, November 8th through 11th. It's a four-day wellness experience to optimize health from the inside out. She's featuring amazing inspirational speakers, interactive workshops, immersion in nature. Let me tell you some of these names. The Elizabeth Gilbert. Can you believe it? Eat, pray, love. Elizabeth Gilbert, Gabby Bernstein, Sierra Rose, Shaman Durek, John Wineland. The list goes on and on about these amazing speakers and authors and just motivational individuals. It is uh, located in Serenby. And Serenby, if you haven't been there, it's a mystical urban utopia. I mean, it's incredible, guys. There's acres of forests and meadows and nature trails. Uh, there's going to be amazing fresh food and clean air, and you get to just immerse yourself in your own well-being and attune yourself to you, to nature, to each other. It's going to be such an incredible experience, and I'm so excited that we get to be a part of it. So if you live in Atlanta, you should definitely stop by at least for a day, if not the whole thing. The website is attune by living holy w h o l l y dot com and then people are flying from all over the country to attend this event so if you're not in atlanta and you're one of our listeners somewhere else in the country the atlanta airport is pretty close to this event fly in easy breezy head to serenby you are not going to want to miss this event if you come look for us we're going to have a mini modern mystic shop and we're going to be doing readings and stuff so again attune by livingholy.com and you're not going to want to miss this incredible opportunity welcome back to another episode of sunday school at modern mystic shop my name is Kelly Knight. I am your host and the owner of Modern Mystic Shop. And I realize that I keep on saying welcome back, just assuming that you have been here before. But if not, and this is your first time, we are so happy to have you here. And we hope that you scroll back into our feed and check out the dozens and dozens and dozens of incredible teachers and speakers that have graced us with their knowledge. This week, we are going to talk about the seven centers of power. This is a chakra-based approach to problem solving, which is so cool. Alicia has figured this out and has used this effective tool with making decisions herself, and now she uses this as an access point with clients. She's been able to discern a fundamental relationship between our thoughts and our tangible reality and how that relates to our chakra system. And you hear people speaking about the chakra systems all of the time because they're so important. These energy centers are just so important to our emotional, spiritual, and physical health. So if you're into chakras or maybe you just know a little bit, this is a completely new spin and you will, oh, that was a, that was a pun, spin, because chakra spin, this is a completely new spin on the topic and I know that you will be riveted. So without further ado, the seven centers of power. I am a first-generation Nigerian woman, 
and um, my parents were pretty awesome, if I can brag on them for a little bit. <laughs> they were um, entrepreneurs, and they really developed my left brain, for sure. Like, they challenged me, um, they taught me how to use my autonomy, and it made me look into industries of working, and I was interested in so many different things, and the theme that was consistent for me was always problem solving. It's what I'm good at. So um, as I went on in life, um, the challenges that I did notice in my family on both sides, my mother's and my father's side, was this um, misuse and miseducation of religion. So it confused me. It didn't sit well in my spirit using religion to divide, to judge, and to put people down. That just did not sit well with me. So. I did spend a lot of years almost on the topic of God feeling triggered. Like, I didn't want to talk about it at all. And so I spent many years just saying, as long as I focus on what I can see, I can work on, you know, developing my basic needs, worry about just income and things like that, I should be fine. I mean, has anyone ever felt like that? As long as I go to work, treat people with respect, I'll be fine, right? And then my mother passed away. And even as I speak about it now, I'm thinking, I'm, I, when I say my mother passed away, it's because I didn't call her mother. I called her mommy and mama. <laughs> she hasn't passed away to me. She is very present with me and close. So it's not being able to see her every day. I would say my mother passed away. And then I went to counseling. And my counselor brought up the topic of God again. And all of this uh, childhood stuff I did not want to think of, the trauma and the things that happened that made me not want to talk about God again. And I was like, she said, my counselor said to me, you're going to have to find something that grounds you, something that you will be able to say, okay, this is what I can use to center me, to bring me back to my spiritual side. She made me have to address this again. <laughs> so what I did was I... I had known of um, the seven chakras. A lot of my friends were into it. And I was like, you know, I'll, I'll look at it again. And I can tell you with a surety that I am convinced that the seven chakras is what has, is really keeping me sane, I would say. <laughs> I use it on myself to check in with myself constantly. It's, I would say that it's important. So um, I explain it as seven centers of power. If you can all look at the flyers um, that I handed out on your seats. The official names of the seven chakras are root and sacral and solar plexus, heart, throat, third eye, and crown. But I explain them with these words so that you can understand the purpose of each of them and how to use them for yourselves in your own lives. So the first one, um, that I explain there as basic needs. And before um, I go too much further into that, I understand that a lot of people who are, when they first come to metaphysics, if you fall into the group of people that, okay, this is brand new to me, 
I don't know what metaphysics is. You know, I want to take a look at it a little bit more. I'm really happy that you're listening because you deserve to know how to use them for yourself, for problem solving. And you should, I'm maybe biased because I am a life coach, but the purpose of a life coach is to really help you with accountability. Um, so that way, on a long-term plan that you know how to use your seven chakras, I call them your seven centers of power because they're each very powerful. Um, and then when you are, if you're an intermediate, like you buy the crystals, you've spent a lot of money going on retreats, seeing a healer, maybe group sessions, one-on-one, -on -one, tarot readings. If, you're, if you fall into that category in this room, that is awesome. I'm really glad that you're listening as well because that sounds like vacationing in spirituality a little bit because you're almost dependent on the leader and on the healer to welcome, <laughs> welcome. Um, you're dependent on the leader to explain these things to you, but do you know how to then take what they taught you and go home and actually experience your own healing for yourself using those same tools? Maybe not because the leader explained it so well that you just keep going to the next thing and the next thing and the next session, which is good, but that's not good for long-term because now you've just transferred whatever was going on in your life, you've transferred dependence onto the healer and that won't work long-term. Long -term. It's good for you to know these skills for yourself. So I'm really glad that you're here, even if you're advanced in metaphysics because now you'll be able to see how to use it for yourself. And last but not least, any healers in here, anyone who has clients, leaders, yes. I want to encourage my leaders in the spiritual realm to please include an introduction to the seven centers of power for your clients. It adds value for them, it adds value for you, and your clients do deserve to know for the same reason I just mentioned. You don't want them to be constantly um, cleaving onto you forever and ever and ever, and you don't really see any real change in their life. They need this information as well. And the second part of healers is, I really do believe that every coach needs a coach. For me, I will always keep it in my budget that I will have my own coach, even if I only check in with her once a month. Because yes, we know how to do all the rituals. We know how to sage and we know how to cleanse and we know how to get that energy off of us after helping people, but for me, also biased because I'm a coach, I feel like there's no substitute for being able to download it out of your brain and process it with another coach. So I encourage you, if you are a spiritual leader, it doesn't have to be me, I can't coach everyone, I don't have all the time, <laughs> but please choose a coach so that way you will be able to discuss these seven centers of power with them for yourself as well. And um, that should help you out too. Okay. So, the first center of power, basic needs. <sighs> I would say that your first center of power, as it is represented by the color red, and it is literally your feet to the ground. It is when you think of everything that a child needs when they are first born. What do they need? They need food and clothing and shelter and safety, and they need money, <laughs> and they don't physically need money in their hands. Welcome. 
they don't physically need money in their hands, but they definitely need to make sure that the parents have access to it. And for any reason, if in your basic needs, when you are first entering the world, and if there's anything missing, it's going to set up what happens with you for the rest of your life. It's going to affect all those other categories that you see on your card. It's going to affect your relationships. It's going to affect how you see yourself and so on. So when you are taking a look at your basic needs in the very beginning, I would take a look at what was missing. So I'm going to give you some scenarios. If you don't see this in yourself, maybe it's in someone you know. Let's um, give them some names. So Mr. Red. Let's meet Mr. Red. So he has an issue with scarcity. Mr. Red, um, for whatever reason, the people in his family were not very skilled. So they didn't earn as much money as he, as he was comparing himself to his you know, classmates and things like that. So he grows up now thinking that money is scarce, that in order to provide for his needs, that this is very difficult to do. And he goes into all scenarios with this at the forefront of his mind, money is scarce. When he's in relationships, think of how that may affect him. He is saying, um, why am I in this relationship if they can't help me? What can you do for me? So Mr. Red, also when he thinks of himself, I'm not man enough if I can't provide for at least myself and everyone else. He is quantifying everything. He's got a price tag on everything. My chain costs thousands, my jean costs 400, you know, and he, it's not all his fault. No one ever taught Mr. Red that energy is what you should focus on because people deal with you because of the energy that you bring, because of how you show up in the world. And money is just energy. So if you focus on you and your talents, the money will come. You don't focus on money first. But that's a spiritual principle that has to be taught. So we can't fault Mr. Red. He doesn't know this yet. He has the attitude of scarcity. And let's meet Miss Red. Miss Red. She has an issue with safety. That's another basic need. Miss Red never feels safe. So how does this affect her as she goes throughout her life? When she's in relationships, she's going to make you work double time and overtime to prove to her that you are a safe space. And she will just keep saying, you know, I don't even know if I'm in control of my own safety. Or to the other extreme, because what I learned a lot about extremes is that they're just two signs of the same coin. Welcome. Welcome. You're fine. Welcome. Um, that the um, extreme attitudes of either I'm going to do everything or I'm going to do nothing, that's just an attitude of perfectionism, you know? And that is, I mean, that is taught. You know, you have received examples of that throughout your life. And so, again, it's not Ms. Red's fault that she has this extreme 
either I can't do anything about my safety or I'm going to hit the gym and I know Taekwondo and I can fight, you know, that's the other side of it. So it can manifest in her in either of those ways if she doesn't feel safe. So how can we help Mr. and Miss Red? Well, of course, because I'm biased, I would say get a coach. <laughs> um, the coach can help you with affirmations, help you speak differently to yourself. That is the point of affirmations. If you ever heard that a lot, seen it online, everyone saying, say this statement every day, it's because words are powerful. So the first thing I would tell them is speak differently to yourself every day. And because whatever you do for at least 30 days becomes a habit. And when it becomes a habit, it becomes a lifestyle. So that's what I would tell them, you know, if I was their coach. And because we're talking about basic needs and their very first center of power, your home, it begins at home. So whatever your home environment is, you need more things around the home to remind you to take care of yourself, to take care of those basic needs. When you don't feel safe out in the world, make yourself feel safe at home. If you have an attitude of scarcity, it's because you need more things at home to remind you that there is abundance. You need artwork, you need maybe color pops of red around to remind you that like, hey, I can take care of my own basic needs. I can check in with myself in this way, at least on this first topic. So um, I also wanted to mention, as we go along through these seven centers of power, that if this is a safe space, of course, that we can talk to, the, you know, that I'm talking in. But if anything I say triggers anything in you, please feel free if you need to step out for a second or talk to me after, that's fine. And if anything I say brings up something where you feel wronged by someone who's not here, please don't confront them. And I would say that because that's important because when someone has hurt you, they have not dealt with their own pain yet. And healing is individual. And we can't go to someone who is unhealthy, who is out here hurting people, and expect the healing from the hurter. It doesn't make sense. And your healing is only your responsibility individually. It's not on the person who hurts. So um, I wanted to also um, include that in what I'm saying. So this is what basic needs looks like in the practical way, in the practical sense. So on to the next one is emotions. It is represented by the color orange. So we have Mr. Orange. So Mr. Orange has an issue with his instincts because he was never taught that his feelings are valid. So Mr. Orange has been told, you're angry, suck it up. You're sad, we don't have time for tears. Um, so he starts ignoring his own basic feelings. So he doesn't even know when something is good for him to accept it and he doesn't listen to his anger that would keep him out of a difficult situation and would be his fight or flight response to just leave, he doesn't, it doesn't work because he has gotten in the habit of shutting down emotionally. So Mr. Orange is really struggling with his instincts. 
And then Miss Orange, she is struggling with the concept of pleasure. And every time she hears the word pleasure, everyone wants to talk about sex. They go all the way to the extreme and they haven't dealt with the beginning. Pleasure is not just meant to be spoken of for sex. Pleasure is knowing what gives you enjoyment in life, what makes you happy, what gives you real joy. She has never even thought about it, even really explored that yet. So now Miss Orange is struggling with the concept of pleasure. What do I like? So how do we help Mr. and Miss Orange? I would say that when you look at the center of power underneath the last one on your card, it's going to also affect the one above it. So yes, I would go right back just like I did with basic needs and say address it at home. You make time for play. Make time to express your feelings. Your corner of the home where you read books, where that is your space, if it's the yard, wherever your little nook is, that's your time to check in with yourself and say, hey, how are you feeling today? What's going on with you today? Start acknowledging your feelings, then you will be able to build on your instincts. And you'll be able to trust your instincts more because now you are in tune with yourself. That is what, as represented by the second chakra of sacral, that I explain it as emotions, that's how you strengthen that center of power. Welcome, come on in. Welcome. So yes, um, so that is how you um, strengthen your second center of power. You take a look at how it's going with you at home, that you foster an environment at home that promotes taking care of your emotional needs. And then we go on to the next one on your card. This um, third center of power of your, of your personal identity is represented by the color yellow. So let's meet Mr. Yellow. So Mr. Yellow has an issue with self-control. Um, for whatever reason, he's of either extreme. He doesn't know how to regulate behavior. He is thinking that I've got to do it all, or he's thinking I don't do anything at all. It's hard for him to get projects started and to finish them. He is over anxious. He is taking care, trying to take on too much at once or he's got anxiety about starting at all because he's not sure that he can finish. So he hasn't learned how to regulate his behavior into a balanced way. So Mr. Yellow has an issue with self-control. And Miss Yellow, she is confused about her autonomy. When she was growing up, her family didn't really give her much space to try things out on her own, try something new, when she has an idea, they shut it down, and they say, you just do what you're told. They didn't really build up and help her use her autonomy. She's, and how might this affect her when she's in relationships? She gets into relationships looking, at, looking for a leader, looking for someone to tell her what to do all the time. She doesn't make a move until she's told what to do first. 
So she hasn't really exercised her autonomy much. And so Miss Yellow is struggling. So how do we help Mr. and Miss Yellow? Very similar. We look at the center of power beneath it and the one above it. So we would look back at her emotions. Um, if she is not used to being in tune with her own emotions, that may be the reason why she then, of course, didn't think it was necessary to flex her autonomy more. And also with self-control. If you are regulating your emotions and you're aware of how you feel, then you probably wouldn't do things that don't reflect your true feelings. You will be able to control yourself in saying, hey, this doesn't feel right, so I shouldn't do that. So Mr. Yellow and Miss Yellow are struggling in a similar way because of the way that they didn't really build up their second center of power. Okay, then we go to the next one. Your love, the way that you love, that's based off of the heart chakra. And I explain it as um, the love center of power. It's represented by the color green. So let's meet Mr. Green. Mr. Green has an issue with grieving. And that just means he has an issue with change because grieving helps you know that things shift and they go in cycles, just like the way the earth does. Nothing stays the same, but no one ever taught Mr. Green how to grieve, how to process things changing. So how does this affect him in relationships? Don't break up with Mr. Green. <laughs> now he's like, no, you're my whole world, you're everything. You know, he's struggling with change and that relationships end and that things move forward and that nothing stays the same. But it's not his fault. No one ever taught Mr. Green how to grieve. And Miss Green, she has an issue with discernment. She is such a loving heart. She is open and she wants to love on everybody, which is awesome in theory, but you have got to have discernment. You've got to be able to connect with another genuine heart because if you pick the wrong heart, you're going to always blame it on yourself, on the whole world, on the other person, when that person just wasn't a match for you. This is why you need discernment. And how might this affect her in all other areas of her life, the way that she even speaks to people. If she doesn't have discernment, she doesn't know who she can trust with what she needs to say, that they can handle it. You know, it's affecting her in all areas of her life now. Her own self-esteem, she's always beating herself up about the choices that she makes, all because she did not exercise discernment. So how do we help Mr. and Ms. Green? Yes, we'll take a look at their self-esteem, at their personal identity, the center of power that's right beneath it. Because when you are loving on yourself first, when you are taking care of you, discernment is easier. Because you won't align yourself with anything that does not resonate with your own um, center of power around it's called solar plexus and chakra, but 
your personal identity. If it doesn't match up with how you see you, you won't be involved in things that don't match. So that's how we can start to help Mr. and Ms. Green. Right, the next one is your communication. It's represented by the color blue. So let's meet Mr. Blue. Mr. Blue has an issue with the way he speaks to people. He's abrasive and a bully most of the time. It's not his fault. He was raised that to be tough, that tough love thing, and you gotta be abrasive and you gotta be so direct all the time. And it comes off all wrong but he thinks that the only way to motivate people is to respond that way to them. They won't do what I say if I don't yell. They won't listen to me if I'm not the loudest in the room. This is the way that Mr. Blue speaks. And how does that affect him in relationships, if he has one, <laughs> if they stay long enough? How does he think about himself? How can you possibly be happy as a person if you feel that you're always in conflict? if you speak that way most of the time. So that's Mr. Blue's struggle, is the way he speaks. Miss Blue, she has an issue with um, taking a look at manifesting, really, how to bring her ideas into reality. She has lots of ideas, but for whatever reason, she doesn't believe that people will resonate with it, that they will accept her for who she really is. It's part of communication, is showing up in the world authentically. And Miss Blue is struggling with this. And it's not her fault that she thinks that um, it has been, it's going to be a struggle, it's going to be hard, people won't understand me. So it's kind of like she starts living this double life. She has one way that she shows people in public, but in private, she's completely different. So Miss Blue is struggling with manifesting her true self and who she really is and how she would like her life to look like. She's kind of stuck in this area. So Miss Blue needs our help too. So how do we help them? Definitely take a look at their heart. Um, the way that they're showing up and talking about the way they love, discernment, change, if we can help even Miss Blue to understand that things are changing, people's ideas change, you will change, how you think won't be the same every day. So it's okay if people don't understand you today. And it's okay if things don't look perfect right away. Adjust your heart center of power and it will be a lot easier to start communicating what you need for yourself. So yeah, as their coach, I would definitely have that discussion with Mr. and Ms. Blue. All right, the next center of power is, I call it mindset, but it is known as the third eye chakra. So mindset is represented by the color purple. So let's meet Mr. Purple. Come in, welcome, welcome. So Mr. Purple is having an issue with awareness. 
the way his view is of the world, it's kind of narrow. Not his fault. He was taught that boys act like this and girls act like that. Everyone who's black acts like this. Everyone who's white acts like that. Very narrow. And Mr. Purple needs to start expanding and looking at the entire world the way it really is. Being more aware of what's going on around him. Being able to think analytically. But he's struggling with this. And how does this affect Mr. Purple in relationships? <laughs> he may be coming off a little racist, a little sexist, a bit uneducated, if Mr. Purple is struggling with his mindset. So, yeah, Mr. Purple needs some help. And Miss Purple, she is struggling with wisdom. She's very smart, book smart, but for some reason she can't seem to apply for her, in her own life all this information that she knows. So Miss Purple is struggling really bringing it out into the world, all that she knows. She's the do as I say and not as I do person. So Mr. and Miss Purple need our help. So how do we help them? Absolutely, we can take a look at the way they communicate. The center of power right beneath that one. If Miss Purple can see that if she can communicate honestly, she's got all this intelligence that she's always teaching, then there's no reason why she should be stuck in acting it out. So she needs to strengthen her communication center of power first. If I was her coach, that's what I would tell her. And in all of these, the theme that is consistent is that the very first step is changing the way you speak. There's a belief behind each of these that they need to address words that they are saying to themselves every day is what's going to help shape them and shift and start to do things differently. Do it for 30 days consistently, it becomes a habit, and then a lifestyle. So that's how I would help Mr. and Ms. Purple. And last but not least, um, we have the last center of power. And um, it is known as crown chakra, but I call it the spirituality center of power. And I use the color pink, but to be honest, the crown chakra is represented as clear. It doesn't have a color. The crystal that goes along with it is a clear quartz to strengthen your crown chakra. But because we're being colorful, it's pink. So let's meet Mr. Pink. Uh, Mr. Pink, he's having an issue with the presence of God. He doesn't understand spiritual concepts at all. And it's not his fault. It wasn't a priority at home. He thinks that this world and this life is only what you can see. Only what you can touch with your hands or see with your eyes. Yes, he is struggling with an another realm of um, taking a look at the way things work intrinsically. The spirit behind it. The motivation behind things. It, it, he doesn't get it, but it's not his fault. We can help Mr. Pink. Um, if I was his coach, I would tell Mr. Pink that the presence of God, that whole topic, it's personal. No one else can really help you with that. It's something that you've got to come to understand on your own. 
Some people experience it as literally feeling protected. They may call it their angel or their guide. They may have felt like someone literally moved them out of a difficult or dangerous situation, but they don't know where the force came from. And the other way the presence of God manifests for a lot of people is that they feel that God is speaking through them. When they speak, they feel that, okay, God gave me this message. And again, that whole topic of God is personal and individual. It is not transferable. It has nothing to do with a religion. It is about your highest consciousness, what resonates with you. And that's how it would help Mr. Pink. And Miss Pink, she has struggling with the concept of unlimited possibilities. Um, in the spirit realm, the way that it manifests on earth is we can't count the number of water drops in the ocean. We can't count the stars. Like there are unlimited possibilities that are represented on this earth. But for some reason, how it might manifest in her life is if she's on a job and they, for whatever reason, let her go, she thinks that's the end of everything. She can't seem to see that there are unlimited possibilities for her. So if she was able to tap into her own spiritual magic, her own power, um, she wouldn't be so stressed out. Now, because the seven centers of power go full circle, it'll, we can take it right back to her basic needs. If for whatever reason something was missing in her basic needs when she was growing up and she didn't see unlimited possibilities in her life, that could be why she's struggling with understanding the spirit realm. So as her coach, I would take a look right back full circle around to her basic needs center of power. So of all these scenarios, um, I really hope that something resonated with you and that you were able to, if not see yourself, see a friend in it, um, see how you will be able to strengthen all of your centers of power live more in alignment with your divine self. And I hope that if you don't have a coach, that you seek one out, you're welcome to ask me. <laughs> I have about 10 spots available. Um, and I really hope that you're able to see how this is practical. A lot of people don't understand this spiritual stuff. You know, it sounds like spiritual stuff to them. But I can tell you, especially for myself, because I'm using it for myself every day, it's what is keeping me sane. <laughs> and it is practical. I do use it to solve my own problems. I use it to help my clients. And so I hope that you heard something that you really liked today. Thank you for listening. Yes, please, someone asked me a question. Yes. Yes. Good. Good. I'm a first generation, yes. Um, the the authentic Igbo and Yoruba traditions um, don't explain it as seven centers of power. It's not because throughout Africa I've seen, you know, the Kwanzaa principles 
which I may teach a different class because they really are the same as the seven centers of power. They just have different words. Yeah, so um, that's a really good question. Like, yeah, that's, it's similar. It's not explained the same way. Yeah, thank you. Any other questions? Yeah, yes, please. I would say that we will tackle all seven of them if you need me to in order until that you feel that you've completely aligned all of them. Yes, thank you. Yes, Dee? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there's a long list. Um, because we're in Modern Mystic, definitely talk to her about the long list of stones that you could get. Each chakra has different types of stones for balancing. Um, the most effective way is to put them directly on your body, um, lay down with them, maybe have someone help you. Um, and ritual, but if you're doing the ritual alone, that's fine. Um, a lot of people wear them as jewelry, um, around their neck, on their bracelets, so you can switch out your crystals every day. Um, yes, that helps with alignment, but again, I don't think there's a substitute for processing it out loud, getting it out of your head, because you can't see your stuff from within, because if you could, you would have resolved it already. So I do believe that you should process these things with a coach, with a professional who understands the seven centers of power. All right, any other questions? Yes, sir. Yes. Um, that I would take more time with them one-on-one -on -one so they can ask me unlimited questions. Um, my first consultation is always free. And um, yeah, some people just need more time with me and I'm fine with that. I will answer all the questions you have. Yes. All right. Thank you all for coming. Um, please share this card or take a picture of the card, post it online, send it to a friend. If they couldn't make it, um, the podcast will be up. And um, I'm really glad that you all came and that you were able to hear. And I hope that it resonated <laughs> with you, um, that you could you know, see how it goes for Mr. and Miss, all the seven centers of power. Thank you. This episode was produced by Kirsten Hedges and produced and edited by Georgie Harris. For more information, visit us at modernmysticshop.com and click on Sunday School.